What is up, music junkies? We hope you're doing good. Um, we're just chilling, bringing you a brand new episode, some fresh new content. But before we jump into that and discuss some of our music news, Mario, how have you been, man? How was your 4th of July? I was. It was all right. I didn't do much. Um, pretty much just stayed home. I had to keep, you know, my guest right here, my dog, was freaking out because of the freaking fireworks. They were going off all day, and he was just having like having a fit he did not like it whatsoever so, yeah my mom's five dogs aren't enjoying it either but you know and they were, these fireworks were like fireworks on steroids like seriously this these were the loudest fireworks i've ever heard in my life a lot of the people that i that i know personally they bought some pretty sweet really nice illegal fireworks so i mean every it, but it's every firework in california was illegal pretty much yeah yeah like yeah, there was yeah yeah they because they made them illegal because of the covid and there was this mm-hmm. i saw this aerial shot as a news it was a helicopter going you know around the city i don't remember what city it was but it was just fireworks after fireworks and they were like the illegal fireworks of california you know it was it was just you know one of those days where i didn't have anything really to celebrate i don't really celebrate fourth of july anyways if i do it's just you know going to the pool but we decided to stay home and stay with the dogs because they would take the dogs on a walk because they would freak out. Yeah. What did you do? Um, okay. So the 4th of July, I didn't really do much. I went over to my buddy Kyle's house, hung out. Um, we were trying to get alcohol at a liquor store, but unfortunately it closed right at midnight. Big surprise, right? Yeah, we knew it too, but <clears throat> we're getting a pizza and he wanted to get the pizza before the pizza joint closed. But you, just didn't, so you didn't time it right. No, we didn't time it right at all. I guess I should have went in and looked, and I guess it's my fault. I feel a little bummed out. Dude, um, did haven't we said before, everything is your fault. <laughs> everything! God, um, I know. I know. Um, damn, that's deep. But anyway, we, we ended up going back to the place. We hung out. Um, I partook in some some grass, so that was, that was kind of nice. You know, it's 4th of July. It's fourth of July. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? <laughs> Every day is completely Think about it. No, yeah. I'm gonna, and, I'm gonna um, sing you that song, the Afro Jack song. You should sing me that song. But I also I went swimming for a little bit. And uh do you know what those kinds of dogs are? What are they? Those they're like military working dogs that look like German shepherds. The Belgium Malinois. Belgium. This that's what yeah. he is. He's My buddy has so my buddy has one of those, and he will deadass dive into the pool and fucking chase you down as you're trying to swim away from that motherfucker. He'll drown your ass. My, my Lucy, my white dog, does that. And literally every time I go into the pool, I come out scratches my whole body because they swim fucking fast. You can't get away from a fucking dog swimming well, at well, you at full speed. Luckily, this one, you know, his, his nails weren't that hard, and he was kind of gentle with it. He's six months old, but... He'll pull, he'll pull you under and sit on top of you and then swim yeah. in a circle around you until you come back up for air. He's like a shark. Mean. Like a shark. Yeah, like dun, a dun, shark, dude. Dun, 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 dun. But outside of that, I, I saw some fireworks outside. You know, I didn't go sit on the roof like I should have, but I was able to see a little bit. So I enjoyed it for what it was. Just just spent time with good people, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's what life is all about. You know, you want to kind of spend as much time as you can with the good people. So, anyways, let's get back to the music. Um, so, Bring Me the Horizon has a new song out. Um, it's called Parasite. And Parasite I. Sorry, I can't even read my own fucking writing. <laughs> Parasite I. And it has a mixture of, like, a little bit of rap. It, remember that song, Falling in Reverse, The Popular Monster? Yes. So, you know, it's not that much rap, but if, like, as soon as it starts, it just starts, like, rapping, and it sounds a little poppy, it has a lot of synthesizer, you know, like, a lot of keys and stuff like that, so, you know, it's a unique song, it's pretty good, uh, it's Bring Me the Horizon, man, they change, like, every freaking song they make is different, you know. I like Bring Me the Horizon. Um, it seems like right now, what I was able to, to kind of observe and see is there's a lot of genres of bands and music that are that are taking a political stand now especially with you know over fourth of july like axel rose 
you know, he, he's a very outspoken guy, and he just basically felt the need to defend himself to the masses, you know, his opinions. Um, Godsmack, too. He, he, he definitely don't want Joe Biden uh, in control of this country. Who the fuck man. wants Joe Biden? I mean, yeah, nobody. Yeah. And I think it's good that people are fucking talking about it. You know, I mean, like it's, it's it's not just it's not just the average Joes. It's it's everyone. You know, people in the industry. Well, especially the people in the industry. You know, they have the largest platform, the largest voice. Exactly. Like when what they say radiates to millions of people. You know, it's not just like me and you. We have our podcast and we have fucking you know like this many listeners, and they have you know a social media platform where they have 1.5 million followers or whatever the case may be. So, you know, they have, I mean, if I was in their, their shoes, I would be, you know, voicing my opinions and stuff like that, you know, as long as my opinions aren't, you know, hurtful or harmful to Detrimental. others. Detrimental, yeah. You know, you definitely want to convey your message. Obviously, there's going to be some damage done because people just can't find it within themselves to see things from your perspective because they can't think outside of themselves. So you're either all good or all bad, you know? something society should step away from yeah it's it's just like you know people have their opinions and their opinions are always right mm-hmm. so well i mean so so what is your take on this so president trump used one of neil young's songs um at, at an mtv rushmore event and i don't think that trump got his permission and trump just thinks he can do it because he's trump well, Neil Young's fucking pissed. I would fucking sue. I, I would too. I would too. You have no right to use my music, you know. Especially if you're not a, if I'm not a Trump supporter, and like say I make I make a song and he uses it without my permission. First of all, I don't support anything Trump does or say says. Okay. Second of all, you didn't ask for my permission. So how how yeah I'm gonna fucking sue, you know. Fuck that shit. And, and, these, and again, you know, these are the people that have the voices. These are the people that are trying to either make a difference or just use their music, their creative work to set a change or set, you know, something in the world. Yeah. And no, they don't want it to be used for malicious and fucked up and stupid reasons. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. I don't agree with that either. I mean, when you become famous, you know, you have one of the largest voices voices you know so you know your voice reaches millions um so when people become famous do they i mean there's many people that do do they become famous to just um be famous and rich or do they become famous to make a difference you know and that's that's what we're noticing now is a lot of people are using their fame to make a difference or to you know talk about making a difference instead I see of that know, too. other people just ma- getting famous and making money and that's all they care about now i see that but i also do see there are some individuals that that go in with good intentions but i guess somehow lose their way along the process and it, yeah. i guess it's easy it's, to do what's well, the money and the drugs and the you know fancy cars the girls the guys whatever you know whatever gender they are whatever they're into um you know, I just watched a really fucking good, good. Uh, it was almost like a documentary of Motley Crue. I, forget, I think it's called The Dirt. Dude, that's a movie. Yeah, with Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. Dude, that movie is so bad. I've seen that movie like forty times. It's Dude. such a good movie. Motley Crue, they're one of the fucking craziest motherfuckers ever mm-hmm. no one beats ozzy osbourne though i don't know if you saw in that movie ozzy osbourne fucking snorts some ants some and that's, ants off the fucking ground that's and a then true he story licks, dude's fucking pissed licks his ah he's fucked up man so i you know i don't know if you saw the ending at the end credits tommy lee and you know all of them are talking about you know all those different scenarios and how it happened how everything happened and it was all true it was all real and they were showing pictures of like those events so imagine fucking just going ham and going crazy at every fucking Look, imagine being some guy that owns a venue and having them come and play oh my your god fucking... well that's like the chariot right now the chariot well not right now because i don't know how 
often they play anymore. They play right now. Well, of course, no one's playing right now, but they would get kicked out out of like every venue. Because they would start a fire, they would destroy everything, you know. The mosh could get out of control. Everything would just get crazy at one of those shows, but it's the chariot. I mean, they fucking go crazy. And I would, if I was in that band, I would go crazy too. Their music is so melodic and weird and yeah. fucking insane. Also, um, for those of you Linkin Park fans out there, uh, in the end, just reached 1 billion uh, views on YouTube. Wow, how one many billion. how many videos have one billion? Not that many. No, not that many. And I think it's uh, it started to kick up and pick up, you know, shortly after the passing of Chester Bennington. You know, yeah. God rest his fucking soul. Yeah, he was a legend, man. He, he was, was a legend. Dude had so many struggles. One of, my, one of my idols, but I mean, depression, man, just gets the best of us. You could have the best life ever, and just depression would just soup you up so imagine so imagine you know living the life of a musician having everything you ever wanted playing music making you know living you're buying your expensive cars and still you know having to deal with that's not enough wishing you're something goes to show that money can't get you everything you want can't get you happiness can't you know it helps, of course, it helps, but when you're mentally ill and unstable and you have depression, like, you know, and I don't want to out me, but I have, you know, I've struggled with depression and stuff. It's just, it's just not never, it's never enough. There's nothing will ever be enough when you're, you know, dealing with stuff in your in head. In that state of mind, yeah, because you're, with as much as you try to, like, break free of those fucking shackles that bind you that are in your mind, you know, it's... Nobody takes mental health seriously until their own has been completely compromised. Then they're like, oh, you know what? Now I can fucking empathize with you people. Holy shit. I am so sorry. Yeah, you know, but exactly. It's a struggle, man, because people with depression, anxiety, any kind of mental illness, man, they fucking struggle every day really hard. And when you're when you can't empathize with these kinds of people. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, go. When you can't empathize with these kinds of people, it just it makes it difficult for you to even begin to understand what a person may or may not be going through. And musicians, I don't know if you know this, but a lot of them are musicians because that's a positive outlet in their life for the trauma that they've had. That's the thing that keeps them alive. And I think that's that for a lot of people. Yep. And it's not just, you know, musicians. There's a lot of actors. Like, look at Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Robin Williams was he, he the happiest, the happiest, most go-lucky person on the outside, you know, and on the inside just tears you up. Mm-hmm. It's the, you know he's he's a comedian, so he does it for laughs. He did you know his whole career was for laughs, and it just wasn't enough. Like I said, it's never enough. And then I heard, I uh, I watched a documentary about Elton John, his life. Oh, that video, uh, Rocket Man, the movie. Mm-hmm. Dude, dude. why? These are not documentaries. <laughs> these are movies. About his fucking life, dude. That's not a documentary. Okay, well, is it based on true events? No, not necessarily. So it's a musical. I know it's a fucking musical, but dude talks about his life. I thought it's loosely based on his life, but. It's, That's fucked it's, up because it's all Hollywood. It's all Hollywood. Kind of for me. It's all Hollywood up. You know they kind of exaggerated, and it's a musical, so that, of course they're not gonna be dead on. But the guy that played him, what's his name? I forget his name. It's something British. He was really good. He um he's from Kingsman. Mm-hmm. Um, he did really good, a really good job, and he, him, and Alton worked together on making that movie and kind of helping him play the role of Alton John. Alton John is a fucking legend; he'll always be a legend. His music is amazing. Like another movie, uh, you know, if we're talking about movies with music, is Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. Oh my God, that's one of the best movies I've ever seen. I mean, it's. 
he didn't sing. I don't know if you saw. There's a guy that that sung for him for um, the actor that played um, Freddie Mercury, but it, they just played that 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 role was just amazing, and he did a really good job. And if I don't know if you saw, but you know the the video of when they played their you know their last biggest show. Um, they played it side by side with the movie, and it was exact. Like the actor did everything exactly the way Freddie Mercury did it when he was alive. Damn, it's just amazing. Yeah, my ex was an excellent actress as well. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we'll get away from that. Wage War <laughs> um, came out with the acoustic version of their song Grave. Um, really good song. I, I love the song. I love the meaning. And I think you actually might like it because it's talking about the way someone is. They'll never fucking change. They'll take it to their grave. That's pretty much the chorus. So I would recommend listening to it. I will personally listen to it. I think the viewers should too. Yeah, and then um, Slaves came out with the new song, and I know um, Slaves is a um, a band that those the band that we're interviewing played with, and that was one of their um, biggest shows. Um, so they're a really good band, and they they, I mean, they're huge, but they came out with a new song called Like I Do. Um, it was released this year. Um, I don't know the exact date, but listen to them. Um, Secrets has a new song as well called Come Down. Um, great song. And, you know, Secrets is a really good band. They, you know, they've been in the biz for what, maybe five, six years, something like that. I saw, I saw them live. I think they, I think they played in Yuma. Secrets. Or was it Crown the Empire? Uh, Crown the Empire, we played. We didn't play with. We saw them, or at least we. Didn't you book one of their shows for them? No, I booked Jamie's Elsewhere. That's right. I don't know if we've talked about Jamie's Elsewhere, but Jamie's Elsewhere is coming back. They're a band they've been. I think we did. I think we already talked to them, but they they're already working on their album, and they I think they're close to being done. So mm -hmm. their vocalist went to Of Mice and Men and came back. It was really good. I booked them. I um, I booked them in El Centro. So they bailed on me the first the first date that I booked them on, and then they came back the second date. But the you know the first date that I booked them on, it was a sold out show, like three hundred people in their mm -hmm. venue. And then they build. So I had to, you know, it was, it was not here stands. No, I don't think it was here stands, but I had to play a show there and I, I had to headline. It was like a monster bash. It was a Halloween show and they build. Okay. And, uh, were you in all monsters when you did that? No, it was, I was, I was already like 19, 20. Oh, we had already broken up. Anyways, Suicide Silence. <laughs> we get sidetracked so fucking much on this show. Anyways, Suicide Silence is doing a virtual world tour. So if you're like, you know, in certain areas, in certain geographical areas, you could buy tickets to see them play live, do a Q&A with their fans and stuff like that. So you actually have to pay to watch them, but it's, you know, all live and they get to do what they love and you know you get to watch them play a show it's pretty cool i mean I, I think more bands should be doing that that you know the virtual stuff because i agree that's Just all we can do most of their fan base can uh support them in that sense you know what i mean yeah so i think we're ready for um the band common vision uh great band and we're ready for the interview let's bring them on all right. Well, first of all, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show. I know it was a little bit short notice, but you know, I appreciate you guys making the, um, you know, kind of the Zoom trip out here. So, um, I mean, I 
looked looked you guys up and you guys are fairly new so i want to know you know how did you guys get started i saw you guys are were in different bands before and then all came together how did that happen yeah that's basically that's it you know we were all kind of uh friends or a couple of the guys have been in other projects together and then um initially it started as like a i would like to say like a fun almost side project and then um got together did a song loved it basically we're like okay you want to do another one this first one was awesome did a second one and then it's like hey let's uh let's roll with this why don't we just you know make this band our priority and that's really the rest is history um pretty cool and what what um what kind of experiences how did you guys like actually meet like how did you guys get together so originally it was uh myself matt and mike the bassist and i mean we've been kind of jamming together on and off for several years now we could just we just never found a singer um we had a a bass player before mike that um was doing some recording stuff or whatever and he actually recorded tim's older band and when i guess things weren't going so well with that or whatever he reached out to him and was like hey i got this i got these guys they have this song you know let's try to do some vocals on it and um yeah that so that first track we did with him um it's on our debut EP, uh, A Better Fate. That's what it's called. And um, we, we all kind of clicked. And from there, I mean, we just, I mean, we cranked out that EP in probably like four months or something like that. Like it just, Damn. every it weekend we were just getting together and just, it just, yeah, it was just happening so quickly. How do you feel that dynamic is with, you know, you guys as opposed to what other bands you've been in? I don't know. Like, and it seemed to kind of, Esh, naturally. I mean, when you just get with someone and it felt like first couple times, it felt like we've been in bands and we're best friends already. Uh, yeah. The chemistry was just there and it just seemed like everything everybody brought just glued so well. And it was it's it's so nice and so refreshing. That's that's always the hardest part, huh? Just getting everyone to click, everyone to be on the same page. That's yeah. So it's so nice when it actually feels so magnetized, you know. So, yeah, you, and I think that was. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. That's kind of like even how like the band name like you know common vision came about we trying to think of a band name and it was just common vision made sense because we just all kind of saw things eye to eye like even before you know we got tim in the band and we were trying other people out and we were trying with different members and just not seeing eye to eye on things just anything from a business standpoint to the writing process any of those things so once we got tim on board everything just kind of like i said it kind of just organically clicked just happened at a just the momentum was like unstoppable for us like and we we really don't i mean i've been in bands where i've toured and things like that not gone along with you know certain members or things like that or whatever where we're all more or less you know best friends and i mean yeah. you know there's really no arguments i mean we if somebody doesn't agree with something we kind of you know, readjust and make sure that everybody's happy. And that's probably been like the main, um, you know, focal point of the band is making sure that everybody's on the same page. That's yeah, awesome. And yeah. The coolest well, thing that too is that there's no drama with, with anybody. So like, you know, we all just really get along. And, uh, you know, I, I came from a previous band where basically the singer was like a narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> So this is kind of refreshing to, you know, just be in a band where everybody's just friends, gets along. You know, we all value each other's opinion. Um, when we're writing a song, you know, we're we, we're not afraid to speak out and say what we like and what we don't like. And then everybody else respects everybody else's opinion. Yeah. So we always come to some kind of compromise. And I think that's part of the success of, of you know, as far as songwriting, how we've been able to um, – a push songs out as fast as we pushed it out because we are still relatively new new band but you know we just keep that writing process and that flowing we just keep it's like aj will come up with some cool riffs and we're like wow man that's you know maybe we should work on that you know and yeah. then and that other cool riffs and we're like wow that's that could be like another song you know i mean and then Matt throws down some drums and it's just, it, it just all, all becomes like a simple process. And it, it's weird because in previous bands, you know, you get that writer's block. It's hard to, hard to concentrate on writing and 
and ideals but here just everything flows so nicely and uh it's really a cool process to to be a part of it's it's like a family you know it's like we're all brothers and uh you know it's amazing working with you for sure so your guys's writing process you guys mentioned that a couple of times so where do you usually start is it just the guitars or how, how do you go about like writing your lyrics AJ, like, I know obviously it goes with feeling, but I mean, let's get a little more in depth with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's it's I have this riff maybe I wrote you know during the week or something, or maybe I was working on something that wasn't fitting a a song we had at the time, and I'm like, hey, you know, I I worked on this some more. Maybe I have something else to bring to the table with this. Mm-hmm. There's other times too where you know. Um, Tim will record himself sometimes in the group chat and just be like, Hey, I got this little melody or something. Um, same thing with Matt. I mean, Matt is like, you know, a huge part of the writing process, not only being the drummer, he does a lot of our um, production and recording. I mean, we record here at my house, but it's all of, you know, Matt's gear that we're, that we're using. He's got to lay down like, a, you know, sometimes I might not have a guitar riff, but I did something that he heard that he goes hey let me try something on like the keyboard or something like that or i've got uh, a sample i want to try or, or, or i have a beat that might actually work on that and you know so sometimes most of the time that might be a guitar riff but there's there's other times where you know a song comes out of like left field from an idea like that and i think those sometimes are our best songs yeah no yeah that sounds awesome um so what is one of the hardest things you guys face when you're in the studio trying to like record your tracks like what do you guys think is the hardest part of all of it? Say so we, I think we're all perfectionists and we we our own worst critique. So like, <laughs> yep. that's probably it. When you you know AJ, I might think he played something perfect, or Matt, I might think Matt played something perfect, et cetera, et cetera. And they're like, no, I'm missing that one part. I'm missing that one part. And well, until we nail that, I'm like, I think it sounds perfect. So, and it's the same thing. I'm like, I know I can sing this part better. Blah blah blah. So, so you're all think, just like nitpicking something of your own, you yeah, know, your own creative. It, that's the same thing with tim too when tim finally comes in and does vocals sometimes he's like i you know i don't really know about that part and we all three just kind of look at each other and we're like dude that was freaking awesome that was was amazing (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) that was amazing so you know we're all our own worst critics i guess um but it's cool having the other three Might guys there um and and because what my thought that us are like dude that was freaking perfect you know don't change it you yeah. know so it's it, it's cool you know in that sense so you said you record don't everything let AJ fool you, man. he's a riff master <laughs> me and sometimes aj pull out some riffs and me and matt will look at each other and we'll just kind of laugh and matt's like what the heck just happened? <laughs> so, it, it, it's crazy. Don't don't let AJ fool you. <laughs> so Thanks. you record everything at your house, AJ. You said that you don't yeah. you don't go to a studio. You record everything you guys yourself. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty badass. Uh, but, we, uh, Matt, I'll probably have Matt answer this question too. Um, yeah. Yeah. We. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, pull us up. Yeah, so uh, we have a whole setup actually in the living room. Uh, so we'll sit there for weeks and we don't work on a lot of songs all at one time. We just focus on one song, we get it done. Next song, we focus on that, get it done. So we kind of take care of it one at a time. But the best part about the process is we'll be writing it for weeks and we have no idea what the vocals are going to be. And Tim just comes in and the first time we hear their vocals is usually when we're recording it to get it mixed for the final. So we only hear it like a few times before it gets put into the final mix. Uh, but he, Tim nails that like 99%, 0.99 right on it, uh, right when he walks in the door. So it makes it very easy for the rest of us. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, you guys have badass sound for, you know, recording in the living room. I would have yeah. never, never thought that. Yeah. How are, you guys, how are you guys dampening the noise inside of that room, though? Do you have any any uh, absorption on the walls? Or do you have like a reflection filter behind the mic, or what's what's your guys' setup? Come on, spill the beans. What do you want to tell them about the? Uh, basically, what we're doing is pre-production, um, yeah. and then Matt can explain better than I can. But yeah. we have a, a guy that does our mixer mixing. Um, yeah. He he actually mastered the last song. 
Um, but his name's Jake Atkins. Matt can kind of tell you the process about basically how he gets everything ready stem-wise. Um, and then we go and send it to Jake. Uh, he mixes everything down. Uh, we reamp the guitars uh, with a guy in Miami. AJ would probably know his name if you want to give him a shout out. But uh, there, there's a little bit of a process, but we do, we make it easy on Jake, um, which I'm sure he appreciates that yeah. because Matt puts so much time into getting everything almost perfected where, you know, it just needs some tweaks here and there and get some of Jake in, you know, his input on things. No, no, no. Jake, Jake is amazing. As well, Jake, so. Jake is amazing. Jake is absolutely amazing. And if you haven't checked out Jake's YouTube channel, you should check it out because the amount of talent that Jake has pushing out all of these different covers, all of these songs yeah. on his own, his own band, Wake Up Hate. He is a yeah. phenomenal, talented guy. Uh, what is. we do is is we record a lot of the stuff in the studio at AJ's house. But, uh, you know, for the guitars, well, well, during the demo process, we'll amp them. And then before we send them off to get mixed, we re-record them fresh and clean uh, in stem files. Stem files are re-amped through our buddy uh, Phil, who is an has an entire wall of amps, cabinets. It's, it's amazing if you, if you haven't seen pictures of what he's got. Um, he reamps it, Jake mixes, max, masters it, does this phenomenal job. And it's kind of a whole process we have set up. It's, we don't really got to think about it. It's just we know the steps and we take the steps and we just push the songs out. We don't really second guess ourselves either. That's badass. And Andrew Wade, uh, I'm sure you guys probably know Andrew Wade from uh, Wage War and a day to remember yeah um but he uh he mastered the previous three songs i think it was matt are we on song four or five <laughs> uh, uh andrew 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 wade did the uh, <laughs> uh between empathy and apathy and he did uh beneath the surface but jake yeah. did master this last one right uh, yeah jake's jake's phenomenal i mean if you if you haven't seen his youtube or if you haven't interviewed him go ahead and hit him up after us because he's excellent to talk to yeah, definitely check him out. I kind of wrote it. Wrote, they wake up the hate. You said right is his band name. Wake up, uh, wake, wake up, up hate. Yeah, wake up hate. Awesome, definitely check him out. So, Thank you. <laughs> I know you guys have you know only been around since 2018. So, what kind of shows have you guys played with, and who have you played with? Who's your favorite person that you played with so far, or favorite band? There's a few of them. Um, me personally, um, I've always been a huge fan of um i set to kill and actually was able to befriend them a few years ago and uh we were able to play with them and that was really really cool um there's been several but i know that each of the guys i think we all have one of those shows that's been kind of our favorite i know that show for me was probably the highlight right slaves i think from from probably maybe because we're all big slave stands as well um so i know speaking for myself and aj and matt really tim um, slaves was definitely uh, a highlight but yeah, just because was, yeah, yeah that just, was uh slaves fame on fire and um the other bands slip in mind but uh that was a sold out show here in orlando like at our home venue uh we got to play a little later in the night before those guys too which was great so we had like a really good slot so the, the place was like max capacity and everything and that was probably our biggest show um you know, still being a new band, it's really hard to get on some like really good shows. Um, you know, a lot of the times you're playing to, uh, you know, just the other bands and their girlfriends and yours, yeah. but <laughs> you know, so we're, we're still kind of working on that, but I would have to say the slave show, the I said kill show. We also played with a band Adelita's way. Um, yeah. they're on the, they have a little bit of radio notoriety as well. Um, but again, that was like a show where, you know, we are the local bands. So, I mean, you know, we it's, played, it's always an opening. There, yeah. But, yeah yeah so what what's your next step to like get onto these you know large i mean with covid going on uh, you can't yeah, really do shit we want to play some shows again i'm sure we're all dying to play shows and, oh, and all the fans out yeah. there you know they're all dying to go see shows so uh you know i think once everything starts moving again which is hopefully soon uh i think i think People's going to be in for some really cool shows, man, because the artists are they're out here dying to get on yeah. stage, man. So you imagine the first couple of shows is just going to be off the chain. Um, and I think that's both from a band standpoint and from an audience, just a fan standpoint, because, I mean, everybody's biting to get back to live shows. And uh, so, you know, 
have you guys thought about doing a, a virtual show? Yeah, that's something we're really considering. I think I I think that that's super badass, especially for, you know, your fan base, but it's just so hard to coordinate, you know, all aspects yeah. and getting the sound to be perfect when you're doing it live and stuff like that. Like we had a reggae band on um, the B Foundation that they, they do one about like once a week, a, yeah. a, like a live show for everyone acoustic, you know, they all sit out in their you know garage and just jam out. I, I think that process is pretty cool, especially, you know, now yeah. with with the virtual, um, they're doing the virtual EDM festivals and stuff like that. I don't know if you guys saw those, but. Yeah, um, social distancing compliance, all that. Yeah. <laughs> we need Martian back, though, man. We uh, Hopefully the yeah. social distancing can end. <laughs> you need to open more, up right? that pit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah there's skulls in this place, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also, like, if, I think if we had a good platform to, to present, um an online thing i think i think we would be all for that as well it's just right now we're just you know in the process of building up our fan base so um you know that's the whole other thing that we we've got to work on as well um so you know whether 15 people tune in or you know 2000 tune in i, I think it you know if we had a good outlet maybe to promote that on then yeah we would definitely be up for it so and i i actually i think um i i, I think i was speaking to a band the other day that told me about this website it's pretty popular and everyone's streaming through it and i'm gonna get that information and send it out to you guys and i you know they yeah. get you their fans they promote it and they do everything all you got to do is just you know log in and start jamming now is that the one where you can also like record uh online too no, no, no. That that that's just a website. There's that's just a, a recording um service. But this one is all virtual, and they do everything for you. I, I yeah, forgot. Actually, I forgot, but I'll look it up. The local rock, um, like the hard rock metal station uh, here in Orlando, they've been um, doing the virtual concert series now um, at like a at a local venue. And they set up the whole virtual thing. I don't think anybody's actually allowed there besides the bands themselves. And they're doing like live performances and streaming them to Facebook Live, IG Live, and and some other stuff. So, hope th I just found out about that like within like the last week or so. So I'm we've been trying to reach out and see if maybe that's something we can potentially do because we do enjoy playing live very much. Yeah. yeah. And so I know you guys, you're not signed, right? We're no. not signed. So what what do you think is the biggest struggle of you know an unsigned band is? Uh, like promoting, you know, selling and all that. What, what do you think is the biggest struggle? I'll let AJ answer that. AJ was actually in a pretty popular sign band at one point in time. AJ, if you want to share your experiences between the two different bands with that. Um, well, I mean, the big thing with that is, I mean, that was going back to like the early 2000s. I'm, I'm uh, showing my age here. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like 2006, um, you know, it was a different time. Um, even around that time when things started changing before that, that kind of like, you know, handing out your your demo tape or your burnt CD with the magic marker on it at the local, <laughs> you know, big show compared to, you know, having the hottest, you know, MySpace track to now it's the game's changed so much now between yeah. Spotify numbers, things like that. I would say the biggest, um, the most difficult thing about all of it would probably be just trying to, to break through, um, like the crust so to speak like to get through i'm not saying anything about like our band being better than another band or anything it's just there is so many bands the saturation of music that's available nowadays yeah. so you know what makes your band stick out from the other let's say there's a hundred local bands and then when you start breaking away from that now there's like uh two three cities over two three hours away you're trying to hit that fan base then statewide then east coast wide region wide nationally you know globally I would say the biggest thing is just trying to to break through like that layer of everyone else and then trying to harness that and push and push through that. I think that's the most difficult thing. Yeah. I mean, and you it's guys, you guys have two years, you know, making music and you guys already have what, 15,000 monthly listeners and your top song, I think, has what, 91,000 um, streams. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty damn good for just starting out. Yeah, yeah, it definitely didn't happen overnight. I mean, even like our our debut EP, um, it it barely it touches that. There's a lot of things we've had to learn along the way. A big thing is definitely the um, the marketing 
um, and getting your name out there. Uh, like I said, like Spotify seems to be a big thing now. Um, Apple Music, I haven't, you know, I'm still tapping into that. Even getting like YouTube or your Instagram account, you know, how you market it, how yeah. you boost your posts. Think th these are like all things that, you know, your music's got to be top notch and everything. And then from there, now you got to get people to listen to it. So that's that's the big thing is is that reach trying yeah. to get through. And yeah, you know, the big thing is touring, playing shows, you know, playing uh, different places because that's how you really promote yourself and you can't really promote yourself right now with covid so yeah you know so i right. think that's probably affecting you guys a lot is not being yeah. able to present your music because right now it's all so social it's all you know social media yep. telling people hey please listen get on our spotify you know some people don't don't necessarily always do that they like to listen you know what they already know or what they've seen live because you know live performance for me personally is pretty much everything if you know how to perform live then how yeah i'm going to listen to your your music well that's us Absolutely. and like that cena can probably say that too that um we really bring like high energy to our shows and um that's big that would be the biggest thing about performing is we love that interaction that being close to these people watching us and we love hanging out with them watching other bands and it's it's so cool that uh, that's what like we miss and and can't wait to get back doing that um for shows i mean i can say that we we absolutely love that i mean any aspect of the band i love whether it's recording hanging out writing um doing stuff like this but i know playing shows that safe to say we all i mean love that more than anything yeah yeah so um i know we talked about how you know, COVID has negatively negatively affected you. How has it positively affected you? Are you guys writing right now at the moment? Is that or is that your main focus? At, or is it just mo mostly promoting yourself? How are you adapting is the question. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely writing. Yeah. Well, mainly, it, it's helped our songwriting um, because we, you know, really focused on, on, on writing now because we don't have to worry about, you know, so much about you know, hey, we got a show coming up in a week or two weeks. Um, you know, we got to start practicing or whatever for that. So it's really opened our mind up as far as, you know, just knocking out some new songs and writing and right. um, and thinking more of a promotion type thing, marketing, just because we have a lot of time to kind of, you know, have different ideals about all that and read into things and study things. And, um, you know, so that's, that's what we've been, you know, trying to do to, to keep busy <laughs> so what are some of your biggest inspirations in the music industry like who what bands are you like you know what these guys are freaking sweet and they inspire us to be harder or whatever um for me i would say bring me the horizon Ooh, is a big one i think it's probably big on, on a lot of ours um but i even like some uh you know like older stuff like uh, i'm into tool uh Ooh. rage against the machine you know um, things of that sort. So uh, I like I Prevail, Beartooth. Um, I know Matt's got a lot of different influences that he likes as yeah, well. Yeah, there, there was one. As uh, It's kind of funny, though, is before this whole COVID thing happened, me and Tim had tickets to go see Dayseeker. I don't know if you guys yeah. are like Dayseeker fans. But they, <laughs> yeah, they ended up getting canceled like a week like the week before yeah. but yeah day seeker is amazing like i love the yeah. last wage war album they're amazing fire from the gods crown the empire so and those so, are all up and coming bands fire from the gods and yeah. and yeah. wage war blowing up right now yeah, yeah yeah so i mean we'll do that stuff like uh and then you know we'll put on veil of maya for kicks just because it's so technical and amazing so yeah. <laughs> so tones. Yeah. Death tones Art. too yeah yeah, death yeah definitely death tones what about you, Tim? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, Matt kind of stole the one. I mean, it kind of <laughs> arranges me. I grew up on, like, Lincoln. Well, my mom raised me on, like, classic rock, so obviously that's where I got into the rock and roll. But then I, you know, once I heard Lincoln Park, like, that was my favorite band for years. Then it got into a little heavier stuff, uh, you know, some of more of the post-hardcore influence. Um, and then now, like, I was actually going to bring up that show that Matt was talking about. It was We Came With Romans, The Devil Wears Prada, and Dayseeker, which are all three three of my favorite bands and then literally i think it was like two days before they called it like the lockdown in florida or whatnot so we we're kind of bummed about that but, um 
Yeah, there's so many bands that are, are influencing. But like I said, I kind of cut my teeth on the uh, you know Blink-182, Linkin Park, and now um, I shared Dave Dicker's last album yesterday because I've played that for almost a year straight. So good. I know who AJ's going to say. What? Slaves. <laughs> yeah, I, I like slaves. Oh, hold up. Mike, Mike, why are you in the dark, man? Do you not own a, ha- a light in your house? Uh, like dude, I, I've got my light storming here. <laughs> I, I'm in a different area, but it's storming here. And I have uh, my home theater thing going. So uh, I don't know if you can see the Mike. Thanks. So. No lights Mike. in the dark because he's a bassist and he sits well in the mix. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Mike, you have the most Florida accent I've ever heard in my life. Florida? Yeah. Really? Because I was born in West Virginia. That's <laughs> what I mean, all I hear I'm is Florida. You know, hey, one, that's funny. One day we'll leak his prom picture. Uh, it looks that like Joe Dirt. That's Joe Dirt so with. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, dear today. Yeah. Oh, God. AJ's from New York, so he can talk like a New York guy. Yeah, I, I lost my accent a little bit over the years. I've been here for like twelve years now. So, but if I go back to New York the next two weeks, it's yeah, it's it's pretty strong. Yeah. It's the first time I met him, I thought his name was Frank Rizzo. <laughs> <laughs> or if you get a little irritated, that AJ's got a little bit of road. Nice, nicest guy in the world outside of his car, but if, if you're riding with AJ, he's got a little road rage. His New Yorker really comes out. I've I have a hard time learning what some of these words are. <laughs> Man, I got tire marks all over my back now. <laughs> How can you threw me under the bus? Did you ever drive in New York? Oh, yeah. Oh, New York yeah. City? Or just... Yeah. Damn. How? But I will say <laughs> How? That, uh, the traffic in L.A. is pretty brutal, too. Oh, oh I fucking would, sucks. I, would, yeah. I would not drive there. I just Ubered or taxied or walked. I've, that I'm a good driver. That's too much for me. I'll what, play. L.A. or New York? LA. I wouldn't LA. drive. Oh. I'm, I I'm in San Diego right now. So, you know, oh, the traffic oh, in San Diego is pretty bad. I fucking yeah. despise LA. Go yeah. <laughs> driving up there. I avoid it. I, I will spend two hours extra on my trip to go around LA. I don't blame you one bit. Cause yeah, and, you know, if all... I don't do those two extra hours, I I'm in traffic for another four hours. Yeah. I don't know, man. I haven't really been to LA's traffic, but I got San Francisco's traffic to contend with, and that's oh uh, shit. That's got to be bad yeah, too, dude. Yeah. I drove from San Diego to LA one Ooh. day, and it was, uh, you know, because when when you look, it's what an hour and a half, two hours, or something like that. Uh, it's an hour and a half. Hour and a half, yeah. It took me like four and a half hours. Yep, <laughs> it was brutal. I hated it. I go fucking but, uh, around it. Yeah, I feel you. Orlando's kind of bad too. I mean, yeah, Orlando's I-4. getting really bad now. Gross. Yeah, I think if you look in some kind of studies like I four that links all of Orlando that we basically have to use, it's like one of the deadliest roadways in in the whole country. Oh yeah. And, and yeah, if you was ever on it, you'd know why. <laughs> so, it sucks. <laughs> so, um, how is how is the scene in Orlando? I know you guys were talking about like you know all the people that have played there. How, how is the, how is the scene? I think um, I think Orlando's got a oh, sorry to interrupt. I think Orlando's got a pretty booming scene. I mean, it really does, unless obviously circumstances like we're under right now happen. Um, it it's a good market. I mean, it's one of the main ones in Florida, honestly. You know, so we're kind of lucky and have an advantage there to to that be our home crowd, so to speak, um, because there is a lot of bands that have that as as one of their tour shows. You know, and then people yeah, are, like the patrons that go. to shows and the fans and stuff are really supportive in Orlando. I mean, that's you know, it's you got the theme parks and stuff, but then the nightlife and shows and stuff is like one of the main things people do in Orlando. Used to do. Not so much right now. A lot of it's kind of crazy though because a lot of bands are doing content creating. Like they can't play shows, so you see a lot of just content being created, videos, live streams, Patreon, so stuff cool. like that. Patreon, yeah, it's really, it's really cool. Uh, it's really cool to kind of see everybody start to create their stuff digitally yeah. uh, to make do, which is kind of what you know we're trying to do the same thing with with the music video and trying to get the the content out there so people are aware of things. But I mean, it's really cool to see everybody kind of do these things. Are you yeah. get, how are you guys recording your? Or I know you guys have a music video. How did you guys record that? Was it yourselves? 
Oh no, that was, <laughs> no, that was no. You would know. You would know if it was ourselves. No. <laughs> it would be pretty bad. <laughs> now, Aaron Berkshire. Um, yeah. he's done every single video we've ever put out. Right? Yeah, pretty much. We so, have five or six of them with yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, he does all of our content. He's a great guy. Uh, super dependable. Uh, project, whatever we do, projects usually done within twenty four hours, completed, mastered everything. So. Yeah, uh, really a good pretty guy, good time really helpful. Yeah, he's crazy talented, really good guy. Aaron's one of the best videographer, uh, photographer, content creators, I would say, in the scene right now. I mean, he, he's got to be top three, uh, literally, I would say almost worldwide right now. So we're, we're very lucky to, to be able to work with him, you know, especially more than once. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when it comes in terms of like shows before everything got locked down, Where's one of your favorite places that you guys have played? Um, we there's a old venue in uh, downtown Orlando um, that back in the day when I used to tour, when I still lived in New York, we used to come down here to Orlando. We used to play this place called uh, it used to be called Backbooth at the time. It's like mm -hmm. kind of like your, you know, um, I wouldn't quite say it's just like a dive bar because it's got like a decent sound system and like the bars kind of separated from like where the bands play and like the floor and all that. But they nice renamed it now the sound bar. So that's we've played there several times now. In fact, we played there with Slaves. We played there with um, I Set to Kill. And uh, those are both awesome shows all around sound wise, turnout, et cetera. Yeah, that's a pretty cool place to play. Sweet. So you guys think you'd go back if they opened everything back up and it was all hunky dory? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, where, do you, uh, where do you guys want to go play? Yeah, you're uh, everywhere. Uh, everywhere. <laughs> that was a stupid <laughs> question. <huh? laughs> first, what, if, you, if everything opens back up, where would you go first? No, not Florida. Where would you go first? <laughs> uh, Download festival, or if it was going on. Uh, nice. <laughs> Well, you, you, you know, if we had to dream, a rock am ring, I think it's another one. It's just something I'm about your venue back home. Um, I used to play, I grew up in, where I grew up in New York, we had a place called The Chance. That's in Poughkeepsie, New York. I played my first, I saw my first concert there ever, and I got to play my first, like, legit concert ever there. So I think it'd be cool to come through with this band, because this has been my favorite thing I've been a part of musically. So, like, my old band got to play there all the time, and that was kind of my home venue, so it'd be cool to see old family, friends get to finally see Common Vision, you know, and get to play that place again. With that nostalgia for me would be that'd probably be the highlight for me as far as like a like a smaller venue. I would love to play there again. Yeah, I want to go. Out I like to I want to these guys to West Virginia. Yeah, yeah. is there a venue? Is there, <laughs> is there people there? Where are we? In Sasquatch's house. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's actually a cool club in West Virginia called the B Club. So. Oh, that's the, that's the club there. Uh, so yeah, I that's know, the I club there. It's kind of like the sound bar here. A local bar. Like, uh, <laughs> out west, out west but then uh, maybe whiskey a go go out close to you guys. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good. Spot. Yeah, we we played at the whiskey yeah. with with asking Alexandria and we came as Romans. Uh, nice. nice. And uh, boy reaction. for a pretty boy from first to last. It was a big. Yeah. It was a large lineup. It was a pretty cool show. That was, that was my best show ever I've ever played. But yeah, really, really dude. That was back. Also, in the, day. the Roxy. Yeah, oh, the Roxy yeah. right next door to the whiskey. It's beautiful. Yeah. 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 Either one does the thing would be cool. But yeah, I think um, where's Arizona Chain Reaction? I think that would be cool too. That's in uh, that's in Anaheim. Yeah, Chain Reaction. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's oh, a cool place too, though. Yeah. Uh, Tucson has some pretty cool venues uh, in Arizona. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot the what's name. That? What's the one that's, that's got, like, the checkered stage? It's got the floors, like, checkered, and it's got, like, the two big, like, posts, like, in the middle of the mosh pit in Tucson. I know what I you're talking about. I know ago. what you're talking about. Uh, I can't think of it. I used to be in an old deathcore band, and we played there with, like, uh, we were on a tour with, like, as Blood Runs Black, uh, Job for a Cowboy, and Amir, I think. That place, people were just like going nuts. I I remember it, but I don't remember the name of it. I remember it was in Tucson, though. Yeah, the they have it was the like 130 degrees. <laughs> yeah, it's been horrible out there. <laughs> yeah, can't forget that heat. <laughs> you'll never forget that heat, and you'll never want to go back. 
I'm, we're from, well, he's from Arizona. I'm from uh, Southern California, El Centro. Yeah, and Yuma it, today is supposed to be 116 degrees. Yeah. Oh, oh yep. yeah. Horrible. Yeah. We used to do the MySpace DIY tours. So we just, you know, hit up the up and coming booking agent the next town mm -hmm. over. And so we got to see some interesting places. And yeah, when it was like 130 in Tucson, that's something I'll. Wait, I'll did you did you play in Yuma? Yuma, Arizona? No, I think we only played in um, Tucson and uh, we broke down in Flagstaff near Sedona. So we oh, ended okay. up having to get a van there. So we were stranded there for like four or five days. So. Oh, no, no. Yeah. It was, I thought it was uh, as Blood Runs Black, but it was as I Lay Dying played in Yuma. Okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I remember those guys from – I grew up around some of those guys too. Yeah, that's how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> My buddy Chris played guitar for them for a little while, yeah. You're awesome. like fine wine. Get better with yeah. age. <laughs> so i mean that's pretty much all i have um do you guys want to you know say anything about you know your music what you have coming uh, in, tell your fans. in the works tell your fans anything yeah just really just thank you so much for um this last single seemed to done really well we appreciate everyone that giving us just listen taking time out of their day uh it's been a lot of positive feedback so we really appreciate that uh, we appreciate you guys giving us an opportunity to do this. Uh, had a handful of people reach out to us lately to do similar things. It really means a lot to us. And that's that's how we're going to get more exposure. So really, it's more or less just thank you. And then to check out, you to check us out, Spotify, you know, Amazon Music, Apple Music, the YouTube videos. Um, so, yeah. That, Hopefully some shows are flexible. And, and uh, you want a great band that, We'll put in the hard work and effort and all we need is a little push um give us contact sounds good all right awesome. thank you guys again thank for guys. coming on oh thank you guys yeah thank yeah. you very much for having us we do appreciate it very much it was yeah. cool talking to you guys thank you guys well that was a great interview um awesome band they're great guys this is like the first time we ever have, you know, all the members in the band joining us. Dude, before the show, um, I was talking with them a little bit before it all got started. And, you know, it sounds like they all had some good Fourth of Julys. So definitely yeah. more of those. Yeah, you know, they're an up-and-coming band. Started in 2018. They're blowing up like Dude, they crazy. came far for such a short period of time that they've been actually, you know, active in doing that. But like they said, you know, they were doing music before. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they were... They were in a signed bands before, and what they say, AJ was in a, a large signed band that toured with a bunch of good people, like as yeah. Brothers Black. That's you know one of my favorite metal bands. One of my favorite metal bands. I have like a million. Yeah, I, I love their guitar riffs, man. Their guitar riffs get me every time. Yeah, yeah, pretty good band. So check them out. Um, they are working on some new stuff. Be sure to uh, tune in on that. And next week, um, I'm gonna spoil it. We have a brazilian singer she's from brazil she's lives in canada now she speaks like four different languages and she's Whoa, you know, and she's getting you know up there in the music and she's releasing new some new stuff so um her name's larissa i'll post the flyer soon but be sure to tune in and check that out also, if you guys have any questions for us, if you have any recommendations that you'd like to, you know, have us interview, definitely drop us a line in the comment section or send us a message. So, and thank donate you if you can, you know, Please. anything helps. We want to do this for a living. We want to help you guys out, you know, discover new artists and stuff like that. So anything helps. If there's a way that we can be doing something better, we would like some constructive criticism because we're, we're doing as good as we possibly can, but we're always welcoming um improvement yeah and um i just started you know buying all our the stuff for the new podcast studio so hopefully that you know turns out nice and you guys could enjoy it um but i guess for now we'll see you next week take it easy guys stay safe stay vigilant all right